So I begin here, my apologies for how loud this microphone is. It's uh, actually Father James's, and I think his ears are bigger than mine. So this is fitting a little loosely and keeps falling off and it's too close to my mouth and we'll leave it at that. And that was a rather adolescent remark that I made about his ears. Um, but that kind of leads me into my homily for today because um, I want to begin by talking a little bit about adolescence um, and how they see the world. Now I certainly remember growing up and uh, you know, being the oldest of 10, watching my siblings move through adolescence. I was the perfect child, so I know that I wasn't that difficult, but the rest of them, I, I don't know how they or my parents uh, survived uh, that time, but nonetheless, they did. And we all know that, that adolescence, at some point in their development, no longer accept things merely because mom or dad said so, right? Adolescence? Am I right? Yeah. You know, adolescence, what do they do? They doubt. They doubt everything. You know, and, and quite frankly, that's what it means to be an adolescent. They have to test their beliefs even when it means testing their parents. And this helps us as we move through adolescence to um, embrace um, doubts, and argue, you know, we argue with the parents, we argue with the teachers, we argue with anybody who is in uh, an authority position, and that's, quite frankly, really important for us. It, it helps us to come to truth, you know, it helps us to, to find out what really works and what doesn't. But of course, the one group that adolescents do not doubt is the community of their friends. You know, the friends are, what, kindred spirits. They are experiencing the same kind of doubt, uh, you know, questioning authority, questioning the rules and uh, the values, and, uh, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're in it together trying to find meaning in life. And Part of that, of course, is adolescents kind of, they, they hold things in common. They borrow everything, they return little, and they often don't seem to care. You know, it doesn't matter, which is, on the borrowing part, pretty good. On the returning part, I'm not so sure. And their community of friends, they, they bond so tightly that they dress alike, they use the same slang words. Uh, they know one another's needs intimately. And they need absolutely no convincing about the power of their community of friends to help them on their path towards maturity. We adults, you know, we live a different kind of lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle that, that pulls us away from commitment to community, and especially a community of faith. And that's what was happening with the community that John wrote to with our gospel today. You know, a, a community just like us. You know, they may have lived nearly 2,000 years ago, but 
there were all kinds of distractions. There were all kinds of reasons why not to come to worship, why not to make friends with the people who worshiped with you. And most of all, what they're beginning to face here is this preposterous belief that a man had actually risen from the dead. Now, there were those who were very certain of it. They believed it absolutely. But John is writing to those who doubted and those who who tried to explain away the mystery of the resurrection. And so he latches on to the Apostle Thomas, and he uses him to, to capture the hearts of those who were doubting. You know, those who might have had a belief of sorts, but it was so light of a belief that uh, it made faith for them precarious. And in arranging or approaching Jesus and his wounds, John has Thomas experience the certitude of the faith of the rest of the community. You know, remember that Jesus had already appeared to the apostles and Thomas wasn't there. And so the others are, are, are as convinced as one could possibly be, but Thomas is like, whatever, you know? There's no way. And Thomas experiencing Jesus, it, it makes his proclamation of faith something very important. And John wishes to convince us that this new faith then of Thomas required the presence of Jesus. And Jesus' presence was to be found where? Found in the community. We know that, that God is present in all places, but in a very particular and special way in the midst of the community. And our readings today are, are peppered with the importance and the power of the community of faith to influence us, to strengthen us, and to make believers out of non-believers. You know, I will share with you that there were a lot of folks with us during the Triduum Easter Sunday who because of the experience of you, this faith community, are back. They've been away for a while. Maybe they've been coming here for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, kind of whatever. But after the experience of this community over those few days, they're home. You know, your faith, your belief, but very importantly, your presence help them to see the importance of their being here as well. Now John tells the story of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus makes his appearance among the disciples despite what? The doors being closed. You know, Jesus can come and go wherever he wants to. But John tells us something very important, and that is, again, the, important, the, the presence of Jesus in the communion of people. Now, where does he show himself firstly? In the community and with those 
two people walking along the road to Emmaus, you know, not singularly, but to the group, to the community. And, and today, you know, we might ponder uh, G, John's intense desire to communicate that importance to all of us. You know, most of the New Testament was written while people who knew Jesus himself were still around and, and could spread that faith and, and, and tell the stories about him. But by the time that John is writing this gospel, that is no longer the case. You know, most of those people are dead. John is the last surviving apostle. And so there's a lot of doubt beginning to appear. And deep faith affects us all. You know, people who, who knew Jesus were radically changed by him. You know, they took very seriously Jesus' command as, you know, as he says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. And it was not a command that they took up out of fear. You know, go do it or, or else I'm going to get you. It was a command that they responded to out of conviction. They believed in this man, Jesus Christ. And in Acts, Luke describes for us not only how individuals were bonded together by the power of their experience of Jesus, but also how their way of life changed as well. They were different people because of this experience. You know, we hear there was no needy person among them. They were taking care of one another. They, they were friends with one another. And, and they understood who they were called to be, what they were called to do. And today's readings call us to ponder that as well. You know, what is our faith about? Does my faith in Jesus Christ affect the way I live my life? You know, am I driven to talk about this Jesus? Or am I fearful of what that may cause in the relationship with the other person? Do I invite others to be a part of my community? And today's readings invite us to ponder our relationship with the community. You know, what is my commitment to it? What is my commitment to my community? The story of Acts describes people radically, what? In touch with one another. You know, am I in touch with the members of my own church? How am I seeing to the needy within my own community of faith? And how do we approach the first letter of John? You know, this letter speaks of following God's commandments as an act of love. How easily are we embracing all that God asks of us? John's letter tells us that his commandments are not burdensome. Yet, how many times do we fail to keep them or, or regard them as an imposition. You know, I, I do it too. You know, it's hard sometimes, but if we are truly a people of faith, they're not too hard to follow. 
And faith is not lived in isolation. We're here to help one another. It's lived within the context of community. That's why there are parishes. We cannot escape the constant message of the scriptures that the community of the faithful is essential to our living out our faith. You know, parents are always telling teenagers that they have so much to learn. But perhaps teenagers can teach us the value of community. And perhaps we might spend a little more time with our fellow believers and with them experience, experience the Jesus who loves to show up despite the locked door.